It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Welcome to the latest edition of our off-season check-in series here on the Sharks Hockey Digest podcast. This week, we are talking to Matt Benning, who was signed by the Sharks last July. In his first year with Team Teal, Benning was a consistent defenseman who will continue to be a building block for the Sharks as they move forward under Mike Greer's design. I caught up with Matt to ask him about how the offseason was treating him. All right, we now have joining us on the Sharks Audio Network. It is Matt Benning enjoying his offseason. Matt, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, spending some uh, some time uh, some time off. Uh, right back into things now. Um, uh, you know, spending some time with family that we didn't get to enjoy. Some free babysitting. So uh, it all is it all is good over here. That's good, man. I uh, always wonder about that transition. Like you play your final game on April 13th and you've been in just the the schedule. Like every, like you're on buses, you're on flights, you're going back and forth. You know, I've traveled with teams, the itinerary, you're looking where you're supposed to be. And then all, all just kind of gets cut adrift. Like, does that take you kind of like a week just to kind of regress back into something that resembles a, a normal life? Is that a weird transition? Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're exactly right. And, you know, it's, I think the biggest transition is probably for my wife, uh, you know, during the season, I could be gone two weeks at a time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's very unscheduled in the sense that, you know, like three days at home, one day away, then four days away. Um, and, and whatever the case may be. So I think she's, uh, you know, excited that I'm home. I get to spend a lot more time with my kids now, mm-hmm. um, spend some time with family, but yeah, you're exactly right. It's, um, you know, it's definitely a different mindset. Um, you know, during the season, I can wake up a little bit later. We don't need to be to the rink, uh, you know, where now I'm working out at 7.30, so I'm up pretty early, and, you know, my day's done pretty early as well. So it's uh, definitely two different uh, routines, but, you know, I'm excited to, uh, you know, spend some time um, and, and kind of rejuvenate and get ready for next season. How long does it take for you, for your body to start feeling normal? Because I would imagine, I mean, you played, I think, 76 or 77 games this year, so you weren't dealing with, you know, catastrophic catastrophic injury or anything like that. But, I mean, I know you're a professional hockey player. Like, there's bruises, there's bumps, there's, you know, things that are going to get sore after, you know, that many months. Like, are, Do you feel pretty much just like back to normal now? Is it, you know, like if the season started tomorrow at training camp, would you feel good or do you still feel like you're in that regenerative process? Yeah. You know, the body this year, I mean, knock on wood for next year, but uh, the body this year was, was pretty healthy. And, um, you know, I think sometimes just the way I play, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to play a full season um, healthy, but yeah, like I said, it was, uh, I, I did, I was relatively healthy and there wasn't many bangs and bruises that I, you know, needed to spend a significant amount of time, um, in the off season, uh, you know, recouping. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, took a week or two off, came home, spent a week, 
um, you know, kind of getting my life back together here in Canada. <laughs> and then I've already been jumping back uh, in the gym and uh, skated a few times already. So, um, you know, to answer your question, if, if I could start a preseason right now, um, when I went to hit the weights the first week, <laughs> um, definitely lost some, some muscle, you know, some muscle power, um, you know, I think it was the, dumb, the dumbbell bench press, you know, at the end of the summer last year, uh, was 30, 30 pounds on each arm difference wow. compared to the start of this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing that, you know, as a player, sometimes you don't really realize you lose, um, throughout the year. Um, but you know, that's what the off season's for. And, um, you know, it's important to, to get back in the gym and, and, uh, you know, get after it. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic though, because right now everybody is talking about how, Hockey is getting faster and lighter and quicker, yet the dudes that are doing stuff in the gym, it's like they've all simultaneously never been stronger and more powerful in better shape. So, I mean, do you work with an external team to be like, okay, this is what we need to do, but I can't necessarily be putting on mass per se, or it has to be lean mass. I can't just gain weight for the sake of weight. Like, I know it's probably a little bit different for everyone, but I mean, do you have specific goals going into the summertime with any off-season training? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, each each year you kind of uh, recoup and and think of you know what could I have done better, what could have you know what can I work on more in the summer. So I think each person should have individual goals and what to you know accomplish. And then I think some things come naturally uh, or more naturally to some than others. And then you know you work you work at kind of what you're deficient in. So um, you know it's it's I think year eight for me um coming up this year and mm-hmm. um you know for me it's it's making sure i'm you know uh lean mass um my agility is there i've never been the, the fastest skater but you know i can keep up with my agility side to side mm-hmm. um in you know there's there's definitely benchmarks that you want to hit or you're aiming to hit coming into um training camp whether it's you know there's you know there's a standard of testing um, you know, you don't, you don't, you want to come in and be better than last year. Um, so, you know, I think that's all, what we're all kind of aiming for. Have you noticed though, that, that talking point and people say, Oh, you know, hockey's never been faster and lighter, like, and guys are just, you know, flying out there on the ice. Have you watched that over the trajectory of your career or has it been because you've played while it's been happening that, yeah, it might be true, but you haven't specifically noticed it because, you know, you're out there playing every game. So it's not like you you know, come back one week and everything's changed. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a balance and, you know, you look at some teams that, you know, they might be a bigger, heavier team. I think when I first came in the league, the, you know, it was a lot heavier NHL. You'd Mm -hmm. see the third and fourth liners that were maybe older NHL players that, um, you know, were, were big and and heavy. Um, And I think now you're starting to see, you know, a lot of teams that are trying to incorporate their younger players into the third and fourth line um, to kind of get them used to that. And and, um, I think that the, like you said, the power of the NHL, the skating of the NHL has for sure gone a lot faster. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about, you know, the weight of guys. You know, you still see guys like, you know, Timo Meyer, who's 225 pounds, you're like, you know, he can still move lightning yeah. fast. So, um, you know, there's, there's, I think the, the weight, uh, is kind of stayed around the same, but you're definitely seeing guys that are, are very powerful. Do you 
change your game? Like how, the way you play, I guess, is it different team to team that you've been on or do you have to adapt your game just to match the evolution of the NHL? I think it's a little bit of both. And I think it's, um, you know, for me, I've kind of learned over the years that you kind of morph, you know, you, you make, like I said, you make goals at the end of each season. Um, and, you know, for me, up until this year, I never played a consistent, you know, top four role. Um, and I think when I was, you know, a five, six defenseman uh, on previous teams, I needed to actually be a little bit heavier, um, you know, to accommodate playing against guys on the third and fourth line who, mm -hmm. you know, maybe outweighed me by 10 or 15 pounds. Um, but then, you know, when you're playing a little bit more, you can't really have that extra weight because it, you know, your conditioning can get in the way. So I think it's a fine line of playing, um, you know, and balancing, but, uh, you know, this year, you know, I came in preparing, you know, like I was going to be a, f a five, six defenseman and, you know, I, I'm always pushing, pushing the next guy in line and, and, uh, you know, pushing and, and pushing my own teammates. Um, so, you know, when I, when I kind of jumped into that role, um, you know, I was, I was surprised that, you know, I, I, I did pretty well in terms of the conditioning and that sort of thing. And I, I actually saw my body kind of morph into maybe be a little bit leaner, uh, to accommodate skating a little bit more. How do you kind of view your off season? Like right now, like, is it just like, do you try and compartmentalize or the, like, like, I know it's different for everybody again, but like, are you. Like I would imagine, and I, I kind of got this vibe from Mario and I talked to him a couple days ago because I, I know you guys weren't happy with the season. Like, do you have to kind of like pace yourself? Like, do you have to make like, hey, like I've got a lot of off season left to go because I'm sure there is a part of you, like everybody, like, you know, you think about a season that wasn't what you guys wanted, probably a little ticked off and you want to go hammer it in the gym, but you're like, okay, hold up. The, you know, training camp is a long ways away. I've kind of got to, you know, go through phases. Yeah, and I think that's... Uh... You know, it's something that you work with, you know, the strength and conditioning staff in San Jose, as well as, you know, a lot of guys have their own individual guys uh, mm -hmm. wherever they're living. So, um, you know, throughout the summer, um, you know, my trainer in Edmonton here, we, uh, you know, I told him I'm going to be here till the end of August. You know, what's the game plan? We're going to do three or four weeks of this phase and, you know, do three weeks of the next phase. And there's kind of phases that you go through. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those those phases, you know, just for my plan uh, specifically is there's, you know, there's there's phases. And then at, at the end of the phase, then there's a little bit of a deload week um, where you may, you know, you may not hit the weights like you like you normally would. But yeah, uh, it's more of a recovery, you know, to to get ready for the next phase. So, you know as a as a as a guy that you know likes change I, I i really enjoy the phases because you know you only get a couple of weeks of each and then you know you see the results as you're going you know you're able to do more weights you're you're quicker you know whatever the case is so uh and then you, you know you switch it right up again so it keeps things uh kind of lively yeah uh, what's your average day like right now in terms of um you know just like you said gym 7:30, but then is it also like are you getting out with family at night? Are you barbecuing friends, going golfing? Like, how does how does that day work for you lately? So right now, I'm in uh, in my garage, but uh, we uh, we're building a house here out out at Wobman. Uh, it's it's a lake, so oh, nice. we're uh, we're big lake people. Um, I got friends on the lake, um, 
it's going to be, you know, to answer your question, it's going to be a, a big family spot. You know, my brothers and sisters can go and enjoy it. Um, you know, just kind of hosting and that sort of thing. So there will be lots of barbecuing. The house is, a, you know, a few weeks away from being done. But when it is done, then there'll be lots of that. But, you know, right now I'm up at uh, 6.15, uh, grab some breakfast, try not to wake up the kids. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, head to the gym. It's about a 35, 40-minute drive to the gym. I'm actually working out with Gregor this year. Nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, I dragged him over to my gym and, and stole him. So we're, we're having, we're enjoying that and each other's company. And then, uh, you know, I'm slowly starting to skate Monday, Wednesdays. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to jump on the ice early. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are skate that I'm skating with are Europeans who may leave, they leave, you know, in five weeks, um, uh, you know, to go to, over to Europe to play where, you know, I got I got a lot more time than that, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a guy that likes to get on early. Um, so that's kind of my schedule right now. Weekends are you know for visiting and um, you know spending time with friends and family. But um, yeah, it's it's you know next month I got my sisters getting married, uh, my brother in law is getting married. So uh, you know we're kind of in that age of wedding wedding season yeah. and and that's. <laughs> If if you're manning the grill, what uh, what are you cooking? Oh man, um, you know what? I got I got into grilling uh, from my dad uh, during uh, COVID. We uh, were in the Green Egg cult, and uh, I love barbecuing uh, salmon. Uh, uh, we've did a, done a couple briskets, tri tip, done a, one or two tri tips. Um, the first one turned out like beef jerky, so not very good. Uh, second one a little bit better. And, uh, so yeah, I'm kind of all over the map. I love trying new things, ribs, um, you know, whatever. So looking back at last year, like I, and again, I was talking to Mario about this, um, and Luke a little bit before, but obviously he, you know, went down with the knee injury, but I like, I just remember talking to you guys after games sometimes and I remember both you and Mario would do it. You'd kind of get the thousand yard stare because I could tell you guys were furious over what just happened. Like to me, it was frustrating because you guys would put in great efforts. And I feel like hockey specifically is a sport that is like, if you put in the effort, if you put in the work, you're going to get a good results. And so many times last year that didn't happen with you guys. Like, and it was just, you know, like I said, like I would see you guys, you'd, you'd be, you know, ticked off. Then the next day, whether it was at a morning skate or whether it was at practice, it seemed like you guys would be able to, you know, kind of just forget about it, move on to the next game. Like, like, just try and tell me about, you know, all that frustration that you guys felt last year, but at the same time being able to move on and, you know, go on to the next thing, the next task at hand, the next game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a an enormous, you know, amount of pressure um, on us. <laughs> um you know, I can talk from from firsthand. You know, in a Canadian market, I played in Edmonton for four years, and and you know the fans are on top of you. There's a lot of pressure, and I think as players, you know, regardless of where you are, you feel that pressure because yeah. you know if you're not on, if you know if you're not on a winning team, then you know the nature of the fact is is that you know some guys might come in and get an opportunity over you, and you know the NHL is is a it's it's a hard league to crack and even harder to stay in. You know, because there's guys coming after you every, you know, every game, and and uh, you know, if you uh, if you're not on top of it, then you know, the GM might give another guy an opportunity, and I think, you know, that part stems 
you know, to go back to your question about, you know, about the thousand foot stair is, you know, we're competitors. We're, we're competing for our jobs every day. We're competing, you know, against other players, other teams, you know, franchises. Um, we're competing against ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, that competitive nature in us is just is so ingrained that, you know, losing is is unacceptable and nobody nobody has fun losing so you know i think that's that initial you know feeling of of being mad um but you know for me i can speak personally you know once once i leave that that rink you know i can think about it but I, i'm not going to get mad and i'm not going to bring that home to you know my home life because um you know it's it's one of those things where you you just get up the next day you go to the rink and you figure out where you went wrong or where the team went wrong and Mm -hmm. and make adjustments and you know i think that was partly another frustration for us a little bit is you know we 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 had such a good we had such good attitudes this year um you know the the dressing room was not uh you know not a place of you know negativity and you know guys weren't getting on each other which can be the case when you know the record it was our record so um you know we we came to the rink every day and worked hard and you know i'm proud of the group for that and you know Mm -hmm. i know we're you know have seasons to come that are you know a lot better than that i always you know i i keep it in my mind whenever i'm dealing with athletes after a game and it's like it's different because i work for the team i'm not on an outside source but like when you have to come in and talk to the media and they're asking you you know it's like what happened on that breakdown like, is there a part of you that just wants to be like, like you know what happened? Like, we we all saw what, what happened. But I mean, you 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 know, you're very good with the media. You would give very detailed answers. But like, I, I think that that's one of those things. Everybody looks at athletes. It's like it's part of the job. But like, there's very few other professions in the world where people on one day will say like, "Hey, tell me about everything that went right," and then the other day they'll be like, "Hey, tell me about everything that went wrong." Yeah, absolutely. That's the it's it's the managing of emotions, I think, as players. Um, and, you know, until until a lot of, you know, fans or, um, you know, media, you know, anybody watching the game until they realize and know how how different the game looks from your from your screen, from your prote- perspective, um, you know, it if you're you know sitting three rows up from the glass Mm -hmm. you know you might be wide open but uh you know there's many factors that are running through our our heads you know um so i think that sometimes as a player can be frustrating when you know people don't understand that and then you go to the you know and then somebody in the media asks you something and you have to you know kind of bite your lip and (laughs) and you know say say uh you know a response that's respectable so um you know I've I've been on both sides of it, you know. When things are great, it's it's awesome. But you know, when you're struggling, you know, you're already on top of yourself. You already are mad at yourself, or or whatever the case may be. And then the media can be on top of you as well. It's it's not a great recipe, you know, to change anything. So I think as you know, as teammates, you find you know somebody who may be you know struggling trying to find their game, mm-hmm. and then as well as, you know, maybe the media is on them or the GM is on them or the coach is on them. That's where, you know, you need to be a really good teammate and go and pick that guy up. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's a good point. Just to your point about, you know, it's, I watch the game up top, you know, where the media and the broadcasters are, but there have been a couple moments um, where I've been able to be 
like back before your time with the Sharks, Jamie Baker used to be down off the glass at the South End to do the color commentary for the radio. And I sat down there, you know, for a couple of broadcasts. And I'd been, you know, had good seats at games before, but never been on the glass like that. And like, that's like, people don't understand, I think, unless they've been right there. And that's even on the outside, but just like the chaos. And it was like, yeah. I don't even understand how refs like manage the game. Like, I know everybody likes to come down on the officiating in every sport. Um, but I mean, it's just, I can only imagine what it's like on the ice. Cause when you get really close to it, I mean the chaotic nature, like, yeah, up top from the top down, you can see plays develop, but that's not how the game isn't played from the top down. It's played three dimensionally right in front of you. I mean, I just, I, I wish I had the financial wherewithal to give everybody like, yeah, let me give you a, you know, glass seat right there at center ice. But I mean, it's just, it's just chaos. I mean, that's the way from my perspective of watching above when I get down there, I'm like, this is insanity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the way technology is going, I think that you'll see some, you know, in the next little bit, you might see, you know, uh, some some cameras, you know, where on the top of guys' helmets yeah, um, and, and that sort of thing. You're seeing it right now with virtual reality and, and all that other stuff. So, um, you know, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be cool to see as a player, you know, just how fast it is, but also the, as a fan um, or, you know, our fans that are watching that you know it's it is chaotic you know there's there's people that are coming trying to take your head off so you're worried yeah. about that um you're trying to find guys on the ice there's there's a lot of factors that go into it so um you know and and like you said earlier the game is only getting faster yeah no it's it's wild uh a last one for you um you'd played the the sharks before but obviously this was your first time extended living in the bay area and you know, getting to feel the whole South Bay vibe, and I'm sure you got to check out the Bay Area. How how did it uh, present as opposed to your perceptions of it? Yeah. Um, well, you know, as my first three, four years in the league, I was in Edmonton, and it seemed like we find found a way to play you guys uh, in the playoffs uh, <laughs> a few times. And, you know, it was such a hard rink to come into and play, I remember. You know, I told the guys this as well. Like, you know, our game plan was, you know, survive the first 10 minutes. Um, you know, it's, it was a, a, an arena where it felt like the ice was tilted, felt like they had way more guys on the ice than we did. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was kind of my first perspective. And then, you know, uh, from just living, it's, you know, it's, it's a very nice place. Um, you know, me and my wife love it just to raise our family. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, people are very warm and welcoming, um, you know, I, I think next goal would be to uh, experience it a little bit more, go go to more restaurants. Um, but you know, we wandered down um, to Monterey at Christmas time. Um, you know, we wandered down to Carmel. Like you know, everything's really close, and um, and you know, and that that side of thing is super nice. Yeah. Well, Matt, I appreciate your time, man. I know you got uh, stuff to do, and uh, you know, I would not want to get in the way of anybody's plans for a. Uh, summertime house for lots of barbecuing and a good time with family and friends. So I'll let you get back to that, man, but I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you back in the Bay area soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me again. That was sharks defenseman, Matt Benning, and be sure to check out some of our other off season check-ins as we have also talked to Luke Cunning and Mario Ferraro, and we will continue to have more off season check-ins coming your way for the San Jose sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. 
This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend. <laughs>